What's going on, everybody? You know what time it is. It's episode nine, Evo Starts. Today, I want to talk about how important it is for a music producer to just know their basic around the piano. I think it's very important that you understand the language of a musician, even if you're not a full-out piano player. Um, so certain things that it's really helpful for is like if you're in a session, you want to be able to communicate with other musicians, understand somewhat of the language, and just really be able to know your way around the keys. Again, not to where you're, you have to be this virtuoso piano player, but just understanding chord structures, melodies, scales, harmonies. Just so if you're in a session with someone and you are the the captain of the ship in the session, you can say, hey, play me this chord with the root on the top or root on the bottom and understanding kind of what that means. And it really comes down to understanding the musician because as a musician myself, sometimes producers will invite me to, to play guitar or keys in a song. And the producer will be like, hey, play me something like, and they'll try and explain it, but it makes no sense to where I'm like, that makes no sense to me. Like, play me a chord, a dark chord. And it's like, yeah, I could play you a dark chord, but there's so many variations that you have to kind of narrow it down. So just things like that. It's really important. Uh, Again, talking to a musician, they understand a certain language. If you can speak that language, then it makes things easier. So think of it like if you go on vacation and you go to Europe and you know a couple words, just things to just get you by, right? You don't have to speak full out, say Italian. But if you know a couple words that you've studied, now you can get around easier compared to not knowing anything. And this is kind of what I'm talking about is you don't have to say, oh man, like I got to go home now and sit down for hours and play piano for a year. It's like, no, I'm just saying, understand just certain things that you're going to use. There are certain things that you're going to use on a daily. And then there's certain things in theory that you're probably not going to use. I'm just talking about, let's narrow down the main things that you're going to learn and use and go with that. Transposing, transposing a key. If you're working with a songwriter and a piano player and you're hearing the key a little different, sometimes you might tell the piano player, hey, play a different chord. But really what you're trying to tell them is, hey, transpose it. We're in C. Let's go down a half step to B. Understanding what that means will just make the the session player be like, oh, okay, that's what you want. Okay, cool. And just keep it moving without having to figure out all these chords. And, you know, it just makes it really difficult. So really understanding the language again. So problem solving, what that means is if there's something wrong with the production, having an understanding of music theory will just allow you to identify the issues more effectively. Again, going back to, hey, this is what I want tell the the player they do it cool keep it moving without having to have the player say how's this chord what about this chord what about this chord what about this chord there's so many chord variations that if you just tell them play me something sad that doesn't really help you know so certain things i would say to learn in music theory would be first of all understanding your scales and again doesn't mean you have to play these scales at a certain speed 
or even have to play them physically. Just understanding visually what a scale is. So if you say C major scale, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. Cool. I learned a C major scale. Again, you don't have to play it. And if you do, you don't have to play it great. But understanding the theory of, hey, this is a C major scale. There's no sharps or flats in the C major scale. It's all the white keys. So when you're playing a melody, you can kind of figure out, okay, I'm playing a melody. There's no white key or no black keys. Okay, we're in a key of C major, whatever it is. You don't have to rely on Antar's auto key or whatever auto key plugins are out there. Because sometimes it might just be you in a room with a musician and not the computer. And you can't say, oh, wait, hold on, let me uh, take out this app and figure out the key. And it's like, no, just be able to understand the language. Again, you're in the music business. So part of that is understanding the language of the music and then understanding the business of the music. So if you're the producer, you're in charge. So people are looking up to you to make the song or project happen. So you have to make sure that everyone's playing what they're supposed to play and making sure that it's exactly what you're hearing. So going back to things that you should learn, again, scales, chords, and harmonies. That's all you need to really understand as far as the beginning stages of being a music producer. So you might be like, all right, well, how do I learn these scales? Well, the scales, I mean, I'm not going to tell you every scale on here, um, but you can go to YouTube, you can go... um, you know, the music store and buy a book. You can find scale basically anywhere online. But the one thing I'm going to share with you guys is what I call chord formulas. And this is my way of teaching a lot of producers that don't understand music theory. Just a quick way to kind of get through the keys. If you can just remember these chord formulas, you'll be able to figure out any chord on the piano. All right. So you might want to write these down. Um, The first chord formula is going to be for a C major chord. This is going to be just any major chord. It doesn't have to be C. We're just going to use C as an example because there's no sharps or flats. Again, this can be used for any chord in music. So if you find the root note, root meaning the key that we're going to be in, which would be C, and you press down on that C note on the piano, and you count up four notes, meaning chromatically so you don't you're not going to skip the black keys or the white you're just going to go whatever's in order so if you count four from there you're going to land on e that's going to be the second note in this chord and then from there you're going to count three which lands you on g so now you have c e g which is a c major chord so the root the third and the fifth so what that means is that your root is always going to be what chord it is. That middle note is going to be your third, which is your E. And then you have your last note, which is G. So C, E, G, again, is a major chord. Now, if you wanted to play, say, a, a G major, again, you start on the root on the G. You're going to count four up. That lands you on B. And then you're going to count three up, which lands you on D. So G, B, D is a G major chord. You can find any chord just by knowing the root 4-3 formula. If you want to play a minor chord, you just reverse it. So it's root 3-4. So C minor would be C, E flat, G. Another easy way to remember major and minor is that 
whatever the middle note of a major is, you flatten it one note down. So if it's an E, it becomes an E flat. If it was the G, B, D for the G major, you flatten the B. So it'd be G, B flat, D. So that's the only difference. G is more of a happy sound and C minor is more of a sad sound. Now also understand the extensions. Those are just basic, what we call basic triads. Just three notes, nothing crazy. Then there's extensions, which if you ever hear or if you've ever seen online or in a book, uh, C major 7, C7, C major 9, all these different numbers that you see after the chord, that's just basically telling you what note you're hitting within that scale to, that basically is from, uh, I'm trying, trying to describe this in a way where it's not confusing, but basically if you're playing a C and you count up to D, you know, you have C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, that'd be nine notes away. Now, I didn't count the first D because I'm talking about once it loops back around from C, which would be eight, C to C is an octave, which is eight. From there, it's nine, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. You can kind of count that way. For instance, if we take a C major seven, the formula for that would be root four, three, just like the major. The only difference is we're going to count four after that. So you would have C, E, G, then you count four after that, which would be B. So C, E, G, B would be a C major seven. Now, there's a C major seven and there's a C seven, two different chords. Again, anytime I'm saying C major seven, doesn't mean that these formulas is only going to work for that chord. Again, you can, you, you can start on G, E minor 7, E major 7, whatever chord you want to play, just start on that root using the same formulas that I'm telling you now. If you want to play a C7, it's the same thing as a major chord, root 4, 3. The only difference is now you're going to count 3. So it would be C, E, G, B flat. That would be a C7. So you have a C major 7 and a C7. So just by learning these formulas, you've already learned major chord, minor chord, major seven, seventh, and now we're going to go through a minor seven. Minor seven, same thing as a minor chord, root three, four, and then you're going to count three after that. With the minor seven, it's just the same thing as, again, the C seven, only difference is that E is flattened to E flat. Now, if this sounds confusing, um, I'm going to break it down more at the very end. But just for now, I'm kind of just giving you examples on how these things work. And then the last one we'll use is a ninth chord. So again, a ninth chord. If you play C, C major 9, that means you're going to count 9 notes from C. C, D, E. F, G, A, B, C, D. So that means if you play a major chord and you have that D note, that's going to be your ninth chord. So the formula for that is going to be root 
four, three, then count four from that, and then count three from that. So you'll get C, E, G, B, D. Now, in order to, to fully construct a major ninth chord, you need to have the seventh in there as well. So that's why the B is there. So C, E, G, B, D. That's a C major ninth chord. These are all chords that are very common in songs, whether it's country, pop, jazz, blues, rock, major minors, major sevenths, sevenths, minor sevenths, major ninths. And now we'll go over a minor ninth, which is the same thing as a minor chord, which would be root three, four. And then you're going to count three from that. And then you're going to count four from that. So that would be a C minor ninth chord. All right, so that probably made your head spin for a little bit. You have to kind of do it a couple of times for it to stick in your head. It's normal that hearing it once, you're not going to understand it. So again, I'm just going to give you the quick formulas here so you can write these down so you can mess around with it on the piano. Major. Root four three, minor root three four, major seven, root four three four, seventh chords, root four three three, minor seven, root three four three, major nine, root four. Three, four, three, major seven, root four, three, four, three, minor nine, root three, four, three, four. So if you mess around with these chords again, playing a A flat major seven, pick that root note and pick that formula, and you'll have that chord. The other thing too is you can invert these chords, but what I mean by inverting is taking that chord and changing the notes around. So instead of a C E G, if you have the first inversion, it would be E G C. The second inversion would be G C E, and then it goes right back to the beginning, C E G. So if you're in a studio with someone and they're playing a C chord, you might hear that G note being the highest, and the C chord is right, but the voicing of it isn't correctly in your ear. So you might tell the, the session player, hey, play me that chord with the C on top, which would be E, G, C. Or hey, play me that chord with the G on the bottom, G, C, E. That's going to create a whole different tone. So by having that vocabulary with the musician it's going to make things easier because there's been there's been so many times where a producer oh i'm playing a c chord and they're like nah that's the wrong chord it's not that's the wrong chord it's just they're hearing the notes in a different order so they're humming the c at the top where i'm playing c e g they're trying to get me to play a whole different chord but really what they want is to play the G at the top, so it's E G C. So when you're playing an arpeggio, 
you know, you're playing, uh, what arpeggio is, is when you're playing notes like C, E, G, C, E, G, C, E, G, one note at a time, the order is different. If I'm going uh, C, E, G, C, E, G, C, E, G, they might be hearing E, G, C, E, G, C, E, G, C. I mean, like the order is different, but they don't know how to communicate that with musicians. So again, these are just things to really just understand, even if you're not great at playing them, but visually you can see what it is and you can explain it. That's going to make your job way easier. So when it comes to harmonies, that just goes down to learning the scales. So a C scale is C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C. So if you take C and you play E at the same time, C and E, that's a harmony. That's a third because they're three notes apart, C, D, E. If you want to play a second, you play D, C, D. So that's how the harmonies would work. Seconds, third, fourths, fifths, sixths, seventh, and then octave, which would be eight. So if you want to play seven notes apart, C and B, that would be that harmony. So if someone's singing a note and the singer's hitting a C note, you can tell them, I want, to hit, I want you to hit this harmony, and you can go on the piano and hit the F note and say, play this fourth. This is the, the harmony on top, the fourth harmony. And now whatever F note you hit on the piano, that would be the pitch. You know, do you want to play a low F, a high F, a super high F, depending the octave of the F that you want to play. Again, that's going to make it more easier for you to communicate with the singer compared to just humming. Because if you're not humming in the same key, they're going to be like, I don't, I'm not understanding what harmony because what you're singing is not in key and it's going to confuse them. And then the last thing would be transposing. So with transposing, you're either going up or down. So if the song is in C, so if you and the musicians wrote it in C, and now as a producer, you're like, hey, I want to bring this down because the vocalist can hit that note. I want to transpose it and make it easier. Then if you want to transpose it, say, to, to D, that means you're transposing it up to, because you have C, C sharp, D. So now everything that is in a scale of C, now when you shift up to D, now everything is going to be based around, if it's a C major and you're transposing up to, then everything's going to be a D major. And all the same theory regarding the, the scale and the harmonies is all going to be based off D major. If it's a C minor and you're transposing up to, now it'll be a D minor. So the root changes, but if it's a major, it stays major. If it's a minor, it stays minor. So you'll never transpose a minor up to and it turns into a major. Unless you want to rewrite the whole progression into major. So understanding, hey, you know, it's in C, bring it up or bring it down to, bring it down a half step. So then a musician knows, okay, I'm in C, producer wants me to play it in B. And not saying that you can't produce without knowing theory. Of course you can. It's just, again, coming from the musician side and the producer side, when I tell certain musicians certain things that they don't know, for me it's easier because I'm also a musician, so I can be like, oh, this is what I want. 
but sometimes they look at me like, what are you talking about? Some musicians don't really know theory, they just know how to play, which is great. But when two people can understand that same language, it just makes everything such a quick process and smooth without trying to figure out this chord or this chord or this harmony or whatever. It just becomes hectic sometimes until both parties are like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, that's what I want. Cool. But it, it could have. It could take sometimes a half hour until you guys figure out what you guys are talking about. Also, too, if you find this interesting, but you're not really understanding, which it wasn't supposed to be really like a a podcast lesson, I guess you can say. This is more just me giving examples on how this stuff is used and the meaning behind these formulas. But if you're really interested in learning, you can always reach out to me at bookwithevo at gmail.com. And we could do like a Zoom lesson online, whether it's guitar or piano. If you really wanted to kind of like dive more more into it. But again, follow these formulas and just move your way around the piano. And again, just understanding what the chord sounds like, changing the chords around. Like if you have a major ninth chord, you have five notes. C, E, G, B, D. If you take those notes and scramble them in any order, there's so many different variations you can do. All these voicings will give you different feelings. Try playing these notes separately. Play C, E, G, B, D. Then try playing D, B, E, G, C in different orders. And I'm not saying play the notes in different order as is, but literally try and move the C note somewhere else on the piano and try moving the G note somewhere else on the piano. Somewhere where you can still reach all five notes with both hands and play them. You might have E, G, B, D on the right hand, and you might play C all the way down on the keys. That's going to sound real dark and mysterious, like just understanding different tones and and what they do, because that's going to make everything really easy. And also, too, understanding music theory is going to allow you to work with a wide range of musical genres and styles. It'll allow you to adapt to different projects and client demands more easily. Another thing, too, I would say is understand what the instrument's role is. Not everything is meant to play on a guitar. Not everything is meant to play on a piano. Sometimes you can start on the piano because it's more clear to hear and understand Then once you get that, you can turn that MIDI information into a pad sound. Um, You know, whatever sound you want. If it's a lead sound on the piano, you can turn that into a guitar sound. Play the lead sound on the piano. Have a guitar player come in and replay that. Playing a melody on the piano. Having a vocalist come in and re-sing it. Playing the harmony have the vocalist harmonize or have a guitar player harmonize those notes with the vocalist. You can really get really in depth with the compositions once you understand the basic of music theory. Now, I also have an ebook, and if you're interested, just shoot me an email, bookwithevo at gmail.com, and I'll send you the ebook. It's only 25 pages. It just kind of talks about just the basic music theory stuff, nothing crazy. 
So yeah, like all of these things are really crucial when it comes to being a music producer and just understanding the fundamentals of music theory, just understanding how it all connects and how it all works. Because once you figure that out, your music is going to turn out totally different. It's going to sound more musical. It's going to sound more um, sophisticated if you want it to be. You can make it sound bigger. You can make the, the chords sound simple but meaningful. Really take the time to learn these core formulas that I spoke about earlier. Again, write them down and just try them out because you're, you're going to hear a big difference when it comes to how you used to play and how you're going to play now. And again, you don't have to be an amazing piano player to understand theory and to write these big songs. Quincy Jones knows theory, wrote a whole bunch of string parts growing up, super, super talented. But when it came down to producing Thriller, he never even touched anything. But he knows how to talk the language to make what he wants happen. So that's all I'm saying. Really understand the language of music to speak to other musicians and to other people that speak the same language as you. You can't move to another country and expect to only speak English. You're going to have to adapt to the language to communicate with others. This is just how music is. Music is a universal language. So if you can understand and get by with core formulas and scales and harmonies, you'll be able to talk to any musician around the world. So again, really take that into consideration. It's helped me a lot growing up understanding music theory. And if you learn it right, it can help you a lot too. So yeah. That's enough rambling for me today. I'm out. Have a good one. Enjoy your Sunday. Educate yourself. Again, reach out to me, bookwithevo at gmail.com. If you want the ebook, if you want private one-on-one lessons, let me know. I'm out. Peace.